Hey everybody and welcome to the show. Feeling well? I'm Ralph here as always with... It's a Lloyd and it's a broken hallelujah, ladies and gentlemen. Awful. It's uh, just dreadful. I know. I'm sorry. I had to start off the episode yeah, and the, with that. You the didn't, fact you that, didn't the want fact that. that you came into that with like that loaded in your back pocket it's like i was thinking about it all day man who do you, i was like who do you what think I, what do you what want bring to the intro what do you want what do i i just I, i'm just trying to have a good time with my pals online ralph same as it ever was God damn don't interrogate my my motivations listen good lord i had a I had a I had a long day. I was I was building a rock wall outside, and as I was, you know, you know, an example of how this podcast has ruined. Actually, it's more Twitter, but how Twitter has ruined my brain is that like I I almost tweeted it, but like a few weeks ago, um, you know how like once you develop Twitter brain, just like tweets will start popping into your head, you know, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, and, and oh, yeah. one that inescapable, sure, and and an example of something that just organically takes shape in my mind as I go about my life um, was mm. was the the would-be tweet uh, never send a Lloyd to do a Howl's job <laughs> <laughs> that's that's terrible that's that's so, uh, just like I've been psychically infiltrated you by your by I'm your sorry, online Ralph. shtick but I'm sorry my, you were my horrible bit yeah but you were you were constructing a wall you were saying I was constructing a wall. I'm uh, I'm out there. Uh, it's it's very warm in Vermont this week for some reason. It was snowing last week. It was like snowing and freezing last week, and and uh, it was up to seventy today. Um, Same as here. And so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking advantage of the of the of the warm temps. Getting a few last minute things done. Um, a classic because, summery uh, November yeah. day here here yeah, on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to spend my time inside because my, uh, my, my, like half of my downstairs is gutted because uh, I got, I got fooled. I got fooled like a, like a huge idiot. Oh yeah. You were bamboozled, um, right? Yes. Yes. Hoodwinked. Um, Let us stray. Yeah. Someone did Lloyd a heckin' bamboozle. Um, and I'm none too I, it, are you not familiar with that? No, is that, that joke format is that an expression? No. It's kind of an expression, you know. Don't let's just don't let's worry just about leave it. it don't have there. to talk yeah. about. It. Let's move on. That's fine with me. <laughs> Happy to leave it at that. Um, but uh, so uh, I was kind of sold a bill of goods. This this contractor told me that uh, my house was full of asbestos, um, and I was like, "Oh, asbestos? That's no good." I think we talked about it on the podcast. We did, week, yeah, but. Um, and so, and so I, 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 was gone for a couple of days, um, and I got back and like everything was a wreck, like all the, all the walls had been pulled out. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and like the contractors were there for like a half hour a day, just kind of like in and out and, you know, like dust everywhere. And I was given to think this was like poisonous dust. Yeah. And, asbestos. Like, no were, good. Like, like, yeah. And they were like wearing just like jeans and t-shirts and like not wearing any like ventilation and like, hmm. you know, like, like not, not, not. Um, and so I had my own test done and I get it back in a couple of days and there's no asbestos. It's, uh, there was, there was, there was never any asbestos. Um, so what makes you think that they were intentionally, uh, duping you? Um, just cause, uh, asbestos is not a problem unless you, unless it, it is out of the walls. Um, I think, uh, I think, you know, like you're a contractor, you need to work. Like you got to keep, you got to sure. keep the jobs coming. 
Um, I think I think in this case, if if this guy and his his workers had been wearing like suits, if they had like worn painter suits and like you know worn worn respirators, then I probably right. wouldn't have suspected so anything. So you think but, like they were? So just, you think they were just covered in? The so stuff. you think they they knew immediately it was not asbestos, but didn't? Wouldn't they have to check anyway? Or no? Um, I I think. Uh, I think there are little things you can look for. Um, it's it's the Lloyd Howell homeowners uh, tips of the so day. So you so uh, so if, if I'm understanding correctly, like you believe that they could have like um, they could have sussed it out immediately, but instead you were made to pay for like this excavation of of the of the house or something. Yes, yes. Um, you know, like I, I, I was kind of pitched the situation where like this is this stuff is poisonous. It's going to give you mesothelioma. Um, you know, you don't want it in your walls. Like let's let's work room by room, get it out of your house, get that asbestos out of there. Um, it's like it's, a it's uh, like a car, it's like, like a, a car it's, a it's like a car mechanic who's like, oh boy, yeah, we had to replace the carburetor. You know, is that a part of a yeah, car? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, not a not a not a huge deal, but like, uh, you know, everything I own is like crammed into a couple of rooms, and it's uh, it's I don't know, it sucks. Yeah, um, that's that's a downer. But whatever, whatever. Um, but you're building your wall now. Build that wall. You know, build that wall. <laughs> Lloyd, that howl. Um, you gotta stop. That's enough. I got. I, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, this is going too far. That's We're gonna burn through it in no time. I, I'd like to apologize to you. I'd like to apologize to the listeners. What's the point of the wall? Um, it's a it's a retaining wall. It's gonna it's gonna terrace a a garden on a slope. Oh wow! It's gonna be a nice place to nice place to grow things in the in the years to come. Um, so it's a little that, little that project well. there. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's a, it's it's a satisfying feeling. You know, you, you you pick the rocks up, you drop them, you set them, you you like fill in the back. Um, it's very concrete. You can get you can get more done in a single day than you might think. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. If if anyone's out there, you you know, you got a pile of stones and you got some ground to put them on. You know, fewer better things to do. Um, but uh, fewer better things you, to do. Damn, that's quite the endorsement. <laughs> of, of setting rocks I'd like someplace. To, I like to think. I no, you're being productive. You it, it feels nice. You know, you're yeah, you're you're you're, you're beautifying your home. You're doing something. You're outside. Mm. You're working with your hands. I feel you. I understand. I took a, yeah, I took man. a lovely long stroll through uh, through downtown Brooklyn today. Um, it was a oh. it was a bright and sunny day. Enjoyed some uh, some 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 foliage. You know, uh, and yes. uh, it it was yes. nice. I, I I I I was just drinking in those trees. I love looking at trees. I believe it was uh, mm. D. W. Griffith who said at the onset of Sound Cinema that nothing will ever be more beautiful in the movies than wind through trees, and uh, oh. I think that's true. And D. W. Griffith he he definitely never had any bad opinions, and uh, never a one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man's reputation is unsullied. That actually reminds me of. Uh, we speak no ill. That actually reminds me of a uh, of a uh, a story from film school. I remember when I was a uh, a freshman. Um, it was like uh, I forget what that class they give you, like the one like history of cinema class, like uh, yeah, 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 whatever it is. 
but uh, our teacher cinematic expression something like that yeah but it was like uh basically like uh just you know cinema history 101 and um i remember being mortified by that class because like I, I i like like i was dumbfounded by how stupid everyone else in it was and like the questions they would ask and it wasn't just like the film students it was what, what was known as the cinema studies students which are like oh yeah which are like the film students are bad and stupid enough but like the cinema studies students are like the ones who couldn't get into the film program or were yeah. or were even less ambitious than the aimless um uh film kids but whatever but i remember yeah. we were um uh, she was going to show us a uh, sequence from Birth of a Nation, and she said ahead of it, like, you know, I really want to emphasize, like, this is obviously an infamous, uh, infamously racist film. Uh, you know, it's it's a movie about, uh, you know, the there's there's a section in it in which the 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 Ku Klux Klan um, rescues uh, people who are being uh, besieged by a bunch of white people in blackface who were supposed to be freed slaves or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's horrible. And the film was actually like, ended up being like a, a useful propaganda tool for the actual KKK. Like I know that, but like, you know, nonetheless, like DW Griffith was an innovator. And, uh, this film is kind of like the first famous example of what's known as parallel editing and parallel editing, you know, you see it in basically, every movie it's like uh you know people are they're scared inside the house the people are coming and then it cuts to the the kkk on horseback coming coming to save them you know you're cutting back and forth between um two different and ultimately um interlocking um spaces in which action is occurring which hadn't been done before we take it for granted today yeah but uh new idea to 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 the folks someone had to invent it to, to the folks in the early 20th century it was uh thrilling and so she was like really emphasizing the point, like let's just think about the craft, the form, and and try to like, that's what I want to talk about. That's what we're trying to talk about here. And she shows the clip, and of course, like everyone just wants to is tripping over themselves, competing to condemn the racism more, mm. you know. Mm. And I remember she's mm. like kept saying like I know I understand, but like let's just talk about the parallel editing or whatever. And I remember um, one particularly stupid guy from my class raised his hand, completely ignoring that. And he said, well, I think the the beautiful thing about Birth of a Nation is that it shows us how far we've come. And like, I was oh. already rolling my eyes at that, but like the surreal topper oh. was that like this, I, I looked like down into the next row of seats in the you know, uh, choral hall where the class takes place. Um, and there was like an even like dumber, more beta kid from my class who was like taking handwritten notes in his notebook. And he wrote in quotation, in quotation marks, birth of a nation shows us how far we've come. And then like no. dash name of the other no. student from the class. So he was oh, so, he was so compelled on. and moved by That's, the other stupid oh. kids remark that he wanted to, oh my God. he wanted to record the it for posterity. Yeah. And I was that's, like, holy that's, that's shit. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. That's stupid. Oh, I love that. I love that, that, that meme you sent to me last night with the picture of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is like racism 2016 to 2020. I mean, that was so insane. I saw someone, I saw someone who, who posted that. God, I mean, all right. So like yesterday, 
uh, we're recording this on Sunday as usual. Yesterday it was, you know, Joe Biden clinched it, the the presidency. And um, there was in New York, in Brooklyn, like people like cheering and honking their horns and, and celebrating in the streets. And I really wasn't feeling it. And and I'll 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 tell you why. Like I don't know. Like everyone to one degree or another is like kind of not down with Joe Biden. But like the feeling like I tried to be like, you know, should like should I just like, oh, people are, are enjoying this moment. Like, sure, Trump is bad, but like I can't I can't get over it. And I like I, I like I like I like tried to access it, but I couldn't like I'm not trying to yeah. be like leftier than thou or like mm. black pilled or whatever you want to call it, but just like sincerely, like I I was spiritually incapable of vibing with it. Cause it's like Oh no. Yeah, because it's like and even people Absolutely. Yeah, not. and even people who are like, you know, like leftier liberals who are like aware that like Joe Biden sucks or that he's not ideal. Like they posted memes that to me felt kind of ass covering like, oh, my face when Trump loses. <laughs> oh, my face when Joe Biden wins. Uh. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't understand how people can like you can't you can't make like a meaningful value judgment between these like you can't separate these guys like they're a part of the same mm. thing and oh yeah yeah and i don't no. and i don't mean to be the guy who's like oh it's the system even though it's the system but it's like so like Bar- like barack obama paved the way for trump he is he is hugely responsible for trump he's not entirely responsible he was just the latest iteration of a shitty uh uh political project that has doomed us yeah but like how do you not blame the last guy and it's like the last guy who paved the way for trump is now his vp is replacing trump so it's like how do you look at that and think like oh hey relatively speaking this is good it makes no difference Uh and it's like people Uh like any way you slice it and like people try to talk about like fucking um harm reduction and it's like let's say even if like joe biden handles covid nominally better which i don't even think he will but even if he did it's like fucking i have like a a gunshot wound right and Mm -hmm. trump is like i have a band-aid for you and i'm like well well joe biden will you drive me to the hospital and he's like no but i have one of those uh like uh, butterfly stitches you can get at the pharmacy. And it's like, I'm going to fucking bleed <laughs> to death and die anyway. So like what diff, uh, like it's never going to be good enough that we're not doomed no. and I'm not going to die. So it's like, no, so it's sure. like, I just truly res- like, if you're someone like there was a woman, like there was a girl like outside my building who was just like making a point of like screaming, like fuck Donald Trump. And it's like, yeah, Donald Trump is bad. But like, as I said, like, how do you mm. look at like, I don't know. Again, like counter me if you disagree. And oh, and another thing, like you mentioned that meme. Like I saw some woman. I don't know if that meme was ironic or not because it was fucking hilarious. 
because it was like someone posted on Instagram. I'm sure it has to be ironic. But the person like, you have who to was be pretty blinkered. Yeah, but the person who was sharing like actually, it was sharing it unironically, and also like God, uh-huh. like looking at Instagram. Instagram has been a fucking sewer of virtue signaling since the I can't summer. Handle it. It's uh, it's a lot right. But now. But there's this girl I follow who who posted this perplexing sequence of memes where the first one was like a montage of Kamala Harris like strutting and being a girl boss set to like a Doja Cat mm. song. But then the next one Ooh. is the fucking parasite meme where it's the mom, like the bougie mom in the back of the car and then like the 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 you know the driver who's the resenting driver her is like and the, making a face. Yeah, and the mm. and the text is like is like, uh, oh, yeah, now that Joe Biden's elected, I can go back to brunch, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how do you post sure. both of those in secession? You're not supposed to post both of those. Yeah. Like, you got to, like, pick a side. Like, stop being, stop stop flip-flopping. Yeah. Like, either this is a good thing or it isn't. And, like, I, from from my perspective, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to talk about the fucking election today because I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing about this. But, like, Lord, like, I, I just, I feel, I feel nothing. Like, this was a... This was just a realignment of 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 like ruling class interests. Like it, just just envision yourself this this post that happened yesterday. Yeah, of Jeff Bezos of Amazon just like posting a jubilant picture of uh, of Joe and Kamala, just like like hugging the hell out of each other. Yeah, and, and, and the uh, only reason I feel all of all of like the the tech magnets, like they're all they're all on board. Every captain of yeah. industry, like they're here for it. They're fine. Like like it was everyone, just what, what, everyone who. Yeah. I'm just going to say, like, I only bring it up because I didn't want to talk about it either because we're, you know, we would be the fucking 12,000th podcast to talk about it. But, like, something about, like, the celebrating in the street was striking to me. And, like, when I talk about, like, you know, the people, I'm not talking about, like, the vast majority of Americans who rightfully don't care or care very little. I'm talking about people who care enough that they would, like, post a meme about how, uh, you know, it's 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 so um, inspiring that Kamala Harris is the VP and they fucking eat it up when she you know when she's in a debate or whatever she like she knows that that you you love the fucking uh, uh, sassy uh, side eye reaction gif facial expressions she makes that her staff workshop yes, to death green turf cop yeah say. which which she oh. leans into and does deliberately because she has contempt for you and knows that you're a fucking bang hog who will clap their hooves when they see it and tweet <laughs> about it which is like a minority of americans but i'm talking about them like the fact that you uh. could see this and like see it as like a moment that's like worthy of jubilation any way you slice it it's like you're ignorant and it's like i know like Mm. any of those people if you were to like corner them and be like uh, okay name one thing that trump has done that has been unprecedented like all they would be able to list are just like i don't know the moments in which he's said like more overtly racist things in his press conferences which aren't nothing they're bad but at the end of the day it's just fucking aesthetic bullshit like if that bothered you in the first place that means that's all that bothers you is is that is that presentation is that aesthetic affront and again like like counter me if you think i'm wrong and we don't have to talk about this for the whole fucking episode but it's like i really don't get it and it really makes me feel alienated and how i sincerely feel is like any way you try to angle this, I don't buy that it's like a step forward, that it's positive, that it's a move toward a better world in like even like a relative uh, sort of way. 
And so like, I just don't get it. Oh boy. Like I, I wish I, I wish I had my, uh, my kind of here's, here's why, here's why this is all going to be fine. I wish I had a rebuttal <laughs> to you, to you, Ralph. I really do. But, uh, no, I, I, I feel, I feel very kind of despondent about how things turned out. Like not, not in terms of like, I'm, I'm, I'm not glad that, not glad that, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't wish that Trump won, certainly, but it's, it seems like such a, such a non. Yeah, but like for real, literally, what it's, is the difference? That's how I honestly it, feel. Yes, yeah. yes. Like it was, it's kind of like this, this buzzing. It's like I guess, I guess this is good. Yeah, that's the thing that there's like, even. I, I even a- saw people on Twitter like it became enough of a thing, like what I'm expressing, that there was like backlash to the backlash where I saw some tweet where someone's like, mm. oh, I'm a genius. I'm pointing out that Joe Biden being elected won't solve everything. So like even my yeah. shtick has become enough of a thing. But like it, it's, it's beyond, like I literally don't think it's even relatively a better outcome. Like, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never going to be oh, good sure. enough it's, to it's reverse gonna... the collapse. We're still doing the damn right. fucking slow collapse. Right. Of course. I mean, now you have... It's arguably worse. Like, yeah. like, like John Kasich and Cindy McCain, like, advising the George, you know, the, the Joe Biden transition. Like, it's just kind of a like a consolidation of the, of, like, the center of American politics, which have always been... It's going to go right back to the Obama years, except everything is extremely worse and more consequential. Like yes. all like, these like people will go you, right back to sleep. Yeah. If you think if you think for a second that the Trump years were somehow worse than the Bush years, or even arguably the Obama years, like you're a you're a sucker. You're a, you're a real sucker. Yeah. Well, I more than that, another you. meme I saw that someone posted on Instagram was you know the meme of like the like the big black guy like rubbing his hands together and like licking his lips behind the tree and it's like yeah. oh I'm gonna do this yeah. and like the caption was like. Uh, uh, leftists when they realized that they can criticize Joe Biden without being accused of helping Trump. And it's like, they're still going to fucking do that shit. Like, they're still going to be like, oh, you're criticizing Joe Biden, would you rather have Trump? Or if it's not Trump himself, they'll just do the same shit they've done for 30 years. Or it's like, oh, would you rather have the Republicans? Like, it's all going to fucking, it's going to be shittier and it's going to reset and they're all just going to project their hard neuroses or their hard um perverted fantasies onto kamala yeah oh yes oh lord i i'm gonna i'm gonna say this part because uh because i know that that you don't want to say this out loud but i was struck by your post earlier in the week where where your where your roommate was was uh was on the phone talking about how i woke up to this i woke up to this truthfully yeah i woke up to his booming voice yeah saying his 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 elephantine roommate was like like (laughs) kamala harris she's she's like very liberal like borderline marxist and like you you you, see that's like i you don't know what anything see that i like like literally why do you think that like, like, yeah. is is it purely racism, or because she has a like a, a a vaguely exotic name to his ears? Like, literally, mm. why would you think that? I think I think we can all just kind of construct our own worlds of meaning. Now we can we can like, but I don't think he's. But I don't even think he's like. I don't even. I don't even think he's. Whatever you think's happening. But I don't even think he's like a hysterical Fox News guy. Like maybe that just goes to show yeah. how weird Americans are. But like, literally, where do you arrive? How do you arrive at that? 
you know like i i, I, I just don't get i guess there's no accounting for like what people's media diets are and like whatever the fucking souffle the resultant souffle that comes out of the oven that is their consciousness is but yeah yeah, yeah i think kamala is going to be very unpopular because like i also talked to my yeah. father like a week ago and he was like uh he was like, oh, I don't even know who this Kamala is. She's, who is she? And I'm like, well, she was, you know, like a senator and stuff. She's not nobody. But I feel like, like, like stupid asshole white people will hate her in like an Obama-esque way where they convince themselves, mm-hmm. like when they said like Obama was a quote unquote socialist and a Muslim and a Kenyan, like she'll get that from like stupid asshole white people and everyone else mm-hmm. will either not care or resent her for what she actually is. So I think she's going to be very right. popular. That's a prediction of mine. Ooh. Yeah. But she's going to hit those high, high approval ratings with, you know, with those who just want to see a Khaleesi. Yeah. In the, those halls of power. The, the brunchers to trot out that tired mm. but useful um, yes. expression. But yeah, it's weird. Like, I love a useful expression, Ralph. Gotta say. like we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we've come through so many. We've come through so many expressions. As we look over this, these past four years about the, the 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 Trump administration and how 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 you know what are your what are some of your favorite witticisms? You, you've got you've got Kafefe, Kafefe. You've got a little of the you've got the Hamburgers, which is the lesser what sequel else? to Kafefe. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Hamburgers, yeah, yeah, not as good. Of, yeah, I don't know. Do you think do you think it would have been funnier if Trump had won re-election? Like, what's the like? Let's set set aside for a moment what like the better outcome which in this case I can, I can i think it's safe to say for it's almost the same for 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 many intents and purposes not all but many um what is the funnier outcome i mean i think this i is- think that trump's shtick like as we were coming to the end i did begin to think that it was getting a little bit old i don't know he had he had mm. some funny bits like when he was talking about Pavarotti and or whatever the fuck but yeah. i don't know like there are some ways in which Joe Biden might be funnier, but I feel like no one really compares to Trump in terms of entertainment value. But then again, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. Like, if Joe Biden is actually forced to do like press conferences and shit, he can he can have some mondo boners, you know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird, man. Like, I just oh, I just like it's man. it's weird to like like whatever like broadly speaking, like you know people like you and me and presumably anyone who would bother to listen to this who are like on Twitter and like kind of make a hobby of, of paying attention to politics to one degree or another. Like it's like, yeah, like that, that is, even if you like broaden that spectrum a lot, that's not a lot of people. And, um, Mm -hmm. like it's, 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 it's it's striking to see how much of a disconnect there is from people who like are even just like fellow shitheads in Brooklyn. Like and it's weird. It's weird how people right. it's weird how people like fucking right. rationalize cuz like I saw I saw a tweet earlier today where someone had like an old picture of like Bill Clinton and Kevin Spacey just kind of like sitting looking at their phones looking kind of like disheveled and impatient and the 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 text was something like when you and your homie are are looking for a child trafficker at three a.m., but it's you you know you can't find anybody, something like that. It was it was very funny, but it's like it's funny like these it's funny like these images are just like 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 you would expect Americans to be like discerning in that way, but when it comes to politics, they're not discerning in that way. Like there are these like this photographic like what like 
Kevin Spacey, like we we have all decided to like purge him from society and we recognize that he's a sex predator. And it's like, I don't know, like 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 a former president, Bill Clinton, like we know that he's at least hung out with like a child sex trafficker and he's like mm-hmm. he was a two-term president and he's like a you know he's a he's a he's a stalwart of the Democratic Party and uh so that should like at least taint the Democratic Party a little bit but then like oh, yeah. but then like his wife yeah. would go on to like serve in the administration of the next Democratic president and then he would be seceded by a guy who also fucked with that that pedophile guy but then That's like right. the guy who's going to replace Thank him you. is the number 2 of the first like it's just weird that there's no uh. it's like if i had like a line like if i had like a um what do you call it if i had a uh like a let's say i had like an artisanal bakery right and it was like a chain and i had like one in park slope and one in Williamsburg and like a few in like lower mm-hmm. Manhattan, right? And like, let's say like uh, two of the managers of the five franchises were, like there was like photographic evidence, like two of them with the most famous pedophile in the world. Like you would uh-huh. think people would be discerning enough to be like, maybe there's something like Ralph's cupcakes, there's something not chill mm-hmm. about the whole operation. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, maybe there's something fishy. Maybe we should just write it off and get our scones someplace That's else. Messed up for you to say. It's like, like what is that? Yeah. You know, you're you're completely writing off the three out of five general managers <laughs> of Ralph's cupcakes that have had nothing to do with yeah. global pedophile traffickers. No. And I know that it's like because people don't have a choice, but it's like it's weird that it's not. Like, like it's it's weird that it's like, oh, right, well, this is Obama's VP. He's a guy, and he, oh, he's better than Trump. It's like, why isn't it, like, it, I don't know. There's, like, no trail of breadcrumbs child yeah. trafficking-wise or, or, or in any other regard. Am I making sense? I don't know, but... You yeah. are making sense, and, and, and for, for reasons that are, you know, like, similar to yours, I had a great time, like, not voting for for anyone associated in any way with, with, with child traffickers, this, this election. And that, that, that felt good. That was the first time, like I, I started voting when I was eligible to vote. Um, and, uh, and I have ever since until, until this time around. How many times have you voted was, for president? Nice. Uh, I guess three, three times. Obama, I Obama, Hillary time. Yeah. You voted for Hill dog, yeah. huh? Yeah. I was too young for first Obama. I voted for second term Obama, didn't vote for Hillary. So I've only done it once, actually. But, yeah. Wow. Well, one and done. <laughs> That's right. A little little dabble do you. But uh yeah, whatever. We don't have to it's 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 over now. But um It's over now. Has the you know, I bet uh, I bet out I bet I bet you're on the I bet you're on the apps and you've got a lot of Oh no! Of, I, lot of, I lot of lascivious libs on there. And they're <laughs> they're feeling they're feeling good. You know, things are turning their way. Oh, big time! Um, oh yeah. Um, have you been Have you been going on any 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 hinge dates recently? No, I have not. Any, not any not since times? not no. not since the last one we talked about on the pod. I've been mm. I've been pretty checked out from life. Yeah. You know what I okay. notice is that uh, this is the first time we've experienced daylight savings with COVID 
like without the yeah. without the structure of of um of like having to report to an office and leaving that office it's fucking with my yeah. head like it feels like oh this is the end of the day now when it's only like five o'clock you know what i mean yeah yeah it gets dark at like four twenty-five up here so it is uh it's kind of it's kind of bleak and um dark uh and silent i imagine and si- yes, except for the the hooting, the hoot, hoot, hooting of the owls. In the right, forest. right, the hoot um, owls. Oh, I was going to yes. ask you, where are you in relation to uh, Rochester, Vermont? I I've never. You may not know. Yeah, I don't know. What what happens in Rochester? Well, uh, not long before we started recording, I got my. Uh, my sister's wedding invitation, and she's doing a thing oh. in uh, in Vermont uh, next summer. Um, if you haven't uh, if you haven't defaulted on your mortgage by then, maybe I can visit you around that time. But, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's a date. Yeah. But uh, it's a date. We'll. Uh, but yeah, she's doing I'll that. I'll show you the. I'll show you the cabbage patch. I'll show you the sure. Uh, hope the wall. Hopefully, the, there will be some progress in six months mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, I'll show you the whipping shed where I where I kind of work out my own. Oh, where you self-flagellate? Uh, problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the cat yeah. with the cat of nine tails or whatever it's called. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, a classic. Uh, it's funny because I remember um, right when we started the podcast. Um, I believe it was our second episode. I had just come from like an engagement party for my sister's uh, wedding. And, uh, you know, it's been delayed quite a bit. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, it it seems not ideal. What with COVID, it's not going to be resolved by next June. Um, And I, I, my understanding is that they're inviting about like 50 people, which I guess is not a lot for a wedding, but like, I don't know. Like, Uh, I guess not. But I mean, like with with COVID, it's like, I don't know, like I understand that like if this thing goes on for a couple of years or who knows what, at, at some point you got to be like, well, shit, I'm, I'm supposed to get married. But like it, if you're going to do that then and like based on what I've seen other people do, it has to be like a small enough amount of people that you can like either confirm that they don't have COVID uh, each and every one of them individually or it's a small enough amount that it doesn't feel like that big of a risk. I don't know. Cause like there's going to be fucking old people there and all it takes is one brush with right. one COVID right. infected person. Um, yeah. Vermont is like a pretty safe place in terms of like, it still has a very low infection rate, like lowest in the country. But that's not the point. Flies. It's going to be a bunch of trash bunch from of long islands there. coming to They're all going to be coming Vermont. up there. Yeah. It's not, it's not a wedding of Vermonters. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's just the scene of the crime. Yeah. Hmm. Man, well, people people in Vermont are like kind of getting tired of it because there never was really a spike here, and so you're getting a lot really? of like. It used to be used to be like a lot of you know like mass compliance everywhere. People were kind of on board with it, but now even though there is a there is a big second spike happening, like Vermonters are kind of people are over the it. Dice. They're, They're like, over oh, it. it's never it's never been here. It's never coming here. Um, is it actually not? Um, it, it hasn't actually been that bad that the government has to be like, seriously, guys, don't do this or that. Or is it? Well, there's there's been a mask mandate in place. Um, like the states, the, the state's Republican governor, Phil Scott, like early on in the whole process, like he he, he was like, OK, mask mandate. Like uh, we have to like 
you can you can still eat inside restaurants, but there has to be contact tracing. Only a certain amount of people are allowed inside. Um, and so that's all well and good. But then you get people like taking road trips from like Florida and Texas, just kind of rolling through with their enormous shitty family. Right. Like rolling up to the local pizza joint, like, you know, um, oh, so glad you guys have it, have, have indoor dining. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not, they should go back to where they came from. <laughs> That's what I think. So, uh, we, uh, we recorded, uh, last time in person, you and I had a nice little hang afterward. We, uh, yeah, yeah. we, uh, got some tacos and quite a few drinks, uh, Yes, sir. And now, and now we're back to this. We're back to the to the to the video conferencing. But how does it feel to be back? Because yeah. you expressed on that that episode, you you missed Brooklyn. You expressed some ambivalence about moving friendlessly to the country. How how has it been after yeah. after yeah. tasting it again? Yeah. Oh, just that the uh, petit goût de, de NYC. Uh, <laughs> no, that was that was nice. I, it was nice. I gotta say, I do. I wish it was a lot easier for me to just kind of like pop down, but, uh, no, I, 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 it is, it, it's, it's just like a completely different lifestyle, you know, like sure. I, I go back to, I go back to New York, like I kind of click back into, okay, like I'm going to go, like I'm going to go see friends, like I'm going to do this, 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 and this, I'm going to go get some food that I like. And then, you know, I pop back up to Vermont and it's like, okay, like it's time for hard manual labor and, and simple flavorless meals. And an early bedtime. Um, so two sides, same coin. Um, uh, or as well, I is, like it, to say, two howls, same lawyer. Are not those... Uh, oh, God damn it. <laughs> God damn I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. No, you do this Last on purpose. One. One, you do this on purpose. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to make it a theme of being cringe this episode, but it's being still, cringe. it's still, yes. it still sucks a lot. But, but those three things you listed, the labor... <laughs> the bad food and the early bedtime, are those not self-imposed? Like, uh, maybe not the labor, I guess like well, the house is like a work in progress, but do you maybe yeah, like, for sure. it's like a different like state of mind activated where it's like, well, I've got to be the, the house broken Lloyd here now. Also, like, I don't know about you. There probably are differences that you just like take for granted that are like huge and manifold, but like, it's not, like I don't know about you, but like my whole time in Brooklyn, like I've never been like a social butterfly, you know. Like I, sp- I still spend no, most of my time no. by myself. But like, what what are some of the like, kind of like subtler or like things that are so like ubiquitous and and like embedded in the fabric of like living in a metropolis as opposed to in the country that maybe become invisible to people who are like in the throes of it that you miss, if that makes sense. I mean. Uh, I think we have covered this a little bit on the pod before when we were both living with our parents, but like it, it, it bears repeating, like, um, the ability to leave your house, to walk out on the street, to like walk around, like go to various places and see, see people that you don't know. Right. Like, see life, see life happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, in the country, it's just, it's just. Like you have to make the choice to like go to a town. Um, like I have no neighbors within earshot. Uh, but I feel like, like when we were, but I feel like, walk but back. I feel like that that period in which we were living with our parents, there's also like the kind of innate shame of living with your parents, and also mm-hmm. like I don't know about you, but like 
I just kind of have like a, a, a certain disdain for where I come from. But like you have absolutely, but you like, yeah. but you like have like a house to yourself. This is like, this is like your shit. Yeah. This is like your, your project. Like I like, I, I try to imagine that. And again, maybe I'm like taking for granted, like the stimulation I'm so conditioned to receiving mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But that's like not the same thing as fucking living with your mom, you know? Right? No, yeah, no, of yeah. course not. I, I yeah, I, I don't mean to draw an equivalence between the two. Like there is, but I'm just is, curious what the differences are when you take that like that that shame factor out of it. But yeah, but you're bored oh, is what absolutely. you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I, but like I do, I do kind of get uh, satisfaction from different things because, and I was kind of feeling it by the by the you know I stayed for a couple more days after we saw each other, and like by the end of it, I was kind of I was kind of getting stir crazy. It's like okay, so like all I can do here really is like get like eat and drink and uh like sit in my in my room so you were so you uh, were quickly you were quickly over it i i was you know i like a little taste sure i like a little taste now and again um but i i I didn't feel like a deep sense of of loss when i came back but you don't feel again but you don't but do you feel but you're also saying that you don't feel as consistently sated in the new location, do you? Or um, it's getting better. I mean, just the fact that I can, I can. Because you said it's like it's nothing but labor and bad with. food there's, and going to bed at seven o'clock. You know. Well, the labor is the best part of that. Sure. Like the labor is because you're doing like, something. You know, you're working on a project. I'm doing. I'm doing projects. Like I'm. Like I. I, I laid in the third course of my wall today, and uh, it looks pretty good. Um, and that that wall's gonna stay up for you know, who knows how long? Yes, like twenty, thirty years. How long do rock walls last? But it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be something that I can, you know, if anyone ever deigns to bear me children, like you know, it's something I'll tell them about. So yes. who knows? Who knows? So, the future is unwritten. So, t- uh, so I guess like this house is a, uh, uh, somewhat to whatever degree dilapidated, and you're you're restoring it, right? Yes. Like how yes. how long of a project is that? Um oh uh if you love the house the uh the project never truly Well, I know that like home ownership involves like constant uh uh you know, uh maintenance here or there, but it seems like you're doing more yeah. than just like the standard like oh, we have to touch up this or that, right? By a lot. Oh. Well, yes and no, like it's like it's it's an old country farmhouse. Like it was built in the 1920s. It's a, I mean, it's not. It's it's some parts of it are dilapidated, but it's not a like completely. I don't have to completely remodel it. But I does like it. the average country home owner, are they expected to to devote as much time to fixing up the house on on a regular basis indefinitely as you are doing now? Um. Well, I mean, I'm just curious, like I, if the the current volume at which you're doing um, home improvement, arr, if uh, I'm just curious how much mileage you'll be getting out of that existentially, you know, uh, yes, until you have yes. to be alone um, with your thoughts again. Like, are we talking months, years, forever? You know, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. You know, there's there's always little pockets of things that need fixing. You know, you get done with one round of 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 uh, of of fixing things up, and uh, wouldn't you know it? The first thing's broken again. 
Um, so I hope that I can just kind of cycle along the Ouroboros of, uh, of projects until all of a sudden I'm gone. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, but no, it, like seriously, I, I think it's, I think I got maybe like a couple years of pretty intense, like, okay, like, like always working all the time. And then maybe I will be able to relax into some kind of, uh, you know, maybe, maybe some more, more creative pursuits, maybe some, uh, something, Oh yeah. Something nicer. Who knows? Who knows what it'll be? Craftsmanship. Uh, I could learn how to, uh, make those, make those like chainsaw statues. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like out of a tree trunk. Out of a tree trunk, yeah. So that's what you're going to do for the last 40 years of your life, you think? Well, <laughs> I'm just curious what. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious uh Look, I'm just I'm just hanging out too. I'm not I'm not fucking uh-huh. doing anything with my life. But uh, you know, I I just keep we keep coming back to this theme where it's like it's interesting cuz like in many ways Cause like yes, I'm just lazing about, but I'm still in like a transient state. Like I'm still just like mm. renting an apartment. Whereas like you are like like any way you slice it to a degree, quote unquote, settling down. Like you're investing in a in a house, um, in, yeah. in a strange place away from your uh, old friends and your family. So I'm just curious what the plan is because you're still. Uh, a relatively young man, so I'm just wondering. Like, you have your your video editor job that you're doing remotely that you got in New York. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what's what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna be the the carrot on the stick that you you move toward, or or, or how are you gonna occupy yourself beyond just hobbies? Maybe that's all a person needs. I don't know. Maybe this is just like an internalized kind of rat race mentality that I have. Um, but, uh, what's, what's gonna kind of give your life shape? Oh boy. Well, cause um, like, I don't even mean it from like a careerist point of view. Cause like that's sure, the, that's sure. the mistake no. is the idea that you have to like pursue a career, have a job that like really means something to you. But um, like, you're also like, not, this is, this was, is why I bring up the, the, the kid stuff intermittently or the family stuff. Cause it's like, if not work, then how are you? working to make your emotional life flower or whatever you want to call it. Like what is, what's the time going to be fed into, you know? Um, well, I, I, one thing I do, uh, I do enjoy is like becoming more skillful at various things, like learning how to, you know, uh, you know, reglaze a window, learning how to, how to build a wooden shelf, learning how to, you know, build a rock wall, like all these things. I find them, I don't know, like I, I, I do genuinely appreciate novelty. And yeah, when it was in New York city, it was like, you know, going, seeing, going, seeing shows going like, okay, I'm going to go to the drink and draw. Am I going to, um, like, like go to this, that, or the other What's thing drink and, and, and draw and out here? It's huh? What's drink and draw a drink and draw Ralph was a a a relic of of pre-covid um life i assume this is similar to bar trivia you like to do that shit huh i never did the i i'd never liked to do the bar trivia i've done it a couple of times but i never i never like got into bar trivia but you would seek it out i did i feel like you've talked about Um, it before 
I I remember you saying as, out, I remember you saying aspirationally term. once, like ah, you know, maybe one, one night you go and do bar trivia, you know, or something like that. I distinctly remember that. But anyway, you distinctly well, remember that, huh? I do. You distinctly remember. Well, also me of, showing my ass. Well, also saying, we of course had a classic saying, bar trivia that we've talked about before that we shared together, where our team yes, was called ISIS and we won. Yeah. And we won, and we fucking won. That's right. We got some nice little tchotchkes. That was a good time. See, it is possible to have a good time at these at these at these events. But what's so, what's like, drink and draw? Drink and draw. There's usually a like a nude model that's uh, on a on a stage in the establishment, and uh, you kind of you, you know you bring your art supplies, you bring your pencils. Is it a paper. bar? What's the drink element? I mean, you know the Queen's Brewery. No. You know that place? That, well, they, they used to do it at, at Bad House in Williamsburg. They did it at Queen's uh, Brewery in Ridgewood. Um, and, a co- you know, other places where there is, like, a backyard or the, there's, like, a large enough space that, like, you can kind of cordon off the area where there's the naked person. Um, but it's but, like, people you, uh, But it, to be, it's people drinking while they're drawing this nude model. Yes. That seems yes. like a recipe for disaster. Um... You know, I think I think there's there's what kind of disaster do you envision? Well, just someone being inappropriate because they're drinking while there's a naked person. So you Mm. did this enough times that it would just be like a tossed away reference you would offer and like listing things that you would do in Brooklyn. Is this that much of a thing? I've never even heard of it. I believe it is a thing, Ralph. I'm uh, I'm no expert in social life. Far from it, but uh, it it was it was often, you know, advertised on the various signs. So it's a place. So it's a section in a bar where you would you would draw a nude model while drinking, if you yeah. wish. If you wish, yes. I think this is just kind of your more of your backdoor pervert shit that you would engage in, and <laughs> you're trying to pass it off as something run-of-the-mill, but... Uh, <laughs> I just love doing art, Ralph. I just love... I love drawing. I love creating. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. One I guess, more step. I guess what I'm driving at ultimately direction. is like, you know, you're describing like home improvement or or... Again, what you're describing are hobbies. Like, oh, maybe I'll I'll uh, I'll download that app and learn some Spanish, or maybe I'll get into carpentry mm-hmm. and do this or that. And so, I guess the question I'm driving at is, um, can someone spend most of their life simply hanging out? And I don't know. Because that's what you're I describing. I intend to try. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. I am full throttle, simply hanging out for the rest of my life. I'm. Uh, I am. I am. I am. I am here for it and doing the work, as they say. Right. Right. Um, oh man. No. I listen. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be. Uh, like like once the world opens back up assuming it does open back up once everything goes back to normal once like being in a city isn't a huge liability um i might feel differently but like for now this is a pretty i don't know like i I can i can kind of stretch out and do some do some projects and i don't have roommates and uh yeah that's something that's uh that's a step forward anyway um but oh boy uh 
You know, it's hard to get used to the silence. I will say that. Sure. I will say that. And do you want to disrupt the silence? Like I, I, I know you. I've, I've, I've asked you about this before, but it's like, like, do you want, like. You know, if if not a family, do you want more voices in the house? Do you want an expanded social, emotional life, whatever you want to call it? Because it can't, it can't exactly only be you trying to make a cabinet well, that's ultimately well, well, kind well, well, of crooked and splintery. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, put yourself in my shoes, Ralph. If you like, let's say, let's say for whatever reason, like you're in this situation instead of me. Like you're you're here in this house, but that, like you but, got the. But I wouldn't be though, because you made like a concerted long term effort to be where you are right now. Mm. Like you would you would never do this. You would never attempt. I to, mean, I'm not saying I would never. Like, I'm not saying I would never do it. But like right mm. now, I think like you, I have like a job that's just kind of whatever, and I could mostly yeah. afford to just fuck around. But I'm not really building anything, like financially or or in whatever other way like i'm just kind of in limbo but like to like move into a house is like such a move you know it's like Mm. like what yeah yeah like i keep what i keep coming back to is like what do you want out of this change of scenery why am i here instead instead of like continuing my life as a rootless metropolitan like millennial kind of yeah, because I'm in a you know, transient. I'm in a transient state. Yeah. I have no real responsibilities. If for whatever reason I wanted to transition into something else, I can easily bow out of it. But you've made an events. You've made a, a pretty sizable investment, uh, essentially. Right. And uh, going back now. Yeah. I or mean, if you, I were to try to go back, it would be an enormous. It would be. A, it would be a pain, pain in the ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. And I would be a like a you know it'd be a disaster financially of course but um would it be a disaster can't you just be like i'm not well, paying sure. my mortgage anymore and i don't know like i have i have i have three percent equity in the house like i i, I owe a lot of money it's uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm not going anywhere anytime soon Ralphie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, so we'll see this thing through we'll see this thing through let's 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 check in feeling well podcast season 25 right when, when right. lloyd howell pays off his mortgage you know and we'll uh, we'll crack open a chorus banquet for that one I'll, I'll i'll tell you that much yes sir oh boy no the um but like why is this I the dream know. why is this the dream why is this I, I i don't know it's nice out here i i i do i think i think privacy is a huge thing like i have privacy for what feels like the very first time in my entire life and that's that's a big deal, you know. That is not um, to be taken for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is a that is that is a a few better things about being anywhere. I would say. Um, sure. But in terms of what I'm actually going to do with my time, in terms of what I'm actually going to try to create with my re- with my remaining years, like. Hey, maybe there's virtue in not having even the entertained semblance of a plan. You know, you got your, you got your, you got your, your, your space. You got your little, your little box that you've made for yourself. And uh, inside of that box, you're, you know, uh, you're going to toil and just feel your life, you know? 
Ralph, Ralph, I remember, I remember earlier on in the run of this show, uh, you, you took, you, you, you took yourself a little dig at me and you said, uh, it's like, oh, what, but it, what did the cuck store run out of Lloyd Howells? And, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> doesn't sound like something that. I would say. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph, I think, I think perhaps one day I'll have a cuck store of my very own. Wow. To, to, Yeah. You know, just and no one to, <laughs> no one to tell me how to, how to run my cuck store. I'm not sure how to interpret uh, that because like it's your store, but it sells it, cucks, and I initially it, was calling you a cuck. You were calling me a, but it, there's a lot of layers here. Sure, fans of the show will be able to detangle it. That's right. Um, uh, well, that's and, that's that's your homework for this week, folks. Uh, yeah. What is what are any of us saying about ourselves? What am like you know? Design in your mind's eye the cuck store of your dreams. Maybe at the cuck store, like where I, when I hear cuck store, I think maybe like you're lending out like in lieu of masseuses, like people to serve as cucks in other people's um, cuckold fantasies. Oh, yeah. It's like that. Uh, it's like that. Um, but that would fly in the face that, of that, your personal experience as a whole. Happy family service, right? Right. Oh like, yes, like, like in like Japan, the, like the Herzog yeah. documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you, it would have to be that kind of thing. Like you would have to hire someone to like get invested in the relationship. Who, who then you could see? That's interesting because you, you, know, you think you would. You think you would want to lend out the bull because ostensibly, right? Because like if well, someone has a cuck fetish, you would think they would have like a partner. Who would be the cuck, right? Or they would be no, no, the no. cuck. This is this is for the opposite of that. This is for people who want to like reaffirm their masculinity by like they want to they want to be the bull, but they cannot right. in their own lives become the bull. So they're gonna make it happen. They're gonna they're gonna hire someone. But then they already to marry their but, wife. but they already have a sexual partner though in that scenario. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is this is some real freak shit. Like you're hiring right, someone right. from this firm to marry your existing partner. Who you will then eventually, in theory, be able to, uh, you know, to cuck. So, folks, it's it's a working model. Folks, uh, Lloyd and I are two things. We are hardline capitalists, so we believe mm-hmm. that there is always more profit to be made. There's always another market to tap, and we are also <laughs> sex workers, which means you can't criticize us. <laughs> but you can follow the, the officially. <laughs> Uncan- uncancelable. It's not That's happening. Right. Our shield is bulletproof. That's right. Uh, so I guess let's end it there. You can follow the pod at feelingwellpod on twitter.com. You can follow me there at Hey Ralphman. You can follow Lloyd at Void Howler. Rate and review us five stars on the podcast app of your choice. And uh, Lloyd, yes, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Ralph. See you next time. Bye. Bye.